This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Fox fans, how the devil are we? Um, I don't know if that sort of stuttered for you all there. It stuttered for me a little bit, but um, <laughs> we'll, we'll soldier on. We'll soldier on. I was I was in a chat earlier, and uh, <laughs> they kept freezing. So I think it's the weather. It's the weather. Hey, how are we doing? Welcome along. This is Leicester Till I Die TV, and um, this is where you can find us. Uh, you can find us live on the old YouTube, which is straight above there, Leicester Till I Die TV. And if you are on Leicester Till I Die TV, please give us a subscribe and a like. Uh, we're on Facebook, uh, Leicester Till I Die, the group. 
and we are, and I don't know my left or my right, we're on the Twitter sphere at Leicester TID. And like I say, please, please, if you are on uh, YouTube, be giving us a subscribe, a like, a bell, a notification. Basically, if there's a button, you press that button. And we all know there's nothing, there's nothing better on a Monday night at uh, three minutes past seven than pressing a button. And um, we might be pressing a few buttons later. <laughs> Who knows? And, of course, um, if you want to listen to us afterwards rather than watch us, although why you wouldn't want to watch three, I was going to say, gorgeous men. I don't know, maybe maybe one gorgeous and Brad and Craig. Who knows? But if you don't want, if you sooner listen to us, then you can get us podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Google, and uh, Apple iTunes to name but for. Anyway, we've got something rather special tonight. Yep, going to get you away from the Euros. We've got a little bit of a war going on. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm saying, are you ready? Let's battle commence. The Leicester War Show. On Leicester Till I Die TV. But who will win? Join in now. Yes, who will win indeed? Because it's a case of Mr. Rogers against Mr. Ranieri. Now... What we basically got is Brad and Craig are going to be joining us later. Oh, well, very, very soon, actually. And one of them is going to put the case across for Brendan Rogers and his success being the better at Leicester City. And the other is going to put the case across for Mr. Ranieri and uh, sensating that his uh, success at Leicester was um, the best. I have to be honest with you, I find it, really surprising and we did have a chat just before we came live but i find it actually i can't believe we're actually having this conversation was winning the fa cup the better thing for leicester or was winning the premier league i mean can you believe we're actually having that chat i mean go back seven eight years and we'd have been this has been a dream this has been fantasy football chat wouldn't it i think it would so Basically, what's going to happen is it's going to be broke down into five-minute segments. Now, I know what you're saying. How the hell are you going to keep Brad down to one answer on a five-minute segment? Or, for that matter, Craig, who are both furiously staring at the screen now, hoping they read the emails right. Um, but we'll break it down into five-minute segments. We do have a timer. And we'll basically look at the managerial history, the Leicester City history, what they won at Leicester, and then there'll be a, a summary at the end. So that that's the plan. Like I said, the plan is five-minute segments. Wish me luck on that, guys, because I have a feeling I might just need it. Now, like I say, Brad is going to defend Mr. Rogers. Craig is going to defend uh, Mr. Ranieri. Now, you will have your own thoughts, but I just want to say, before we actually get going and before you decide who you are going to be backing tonight, Netherlands have just beaten North Macedonia 3-0. Would you put your faith in this guy? North Macedonia are going to win it. Get your bets on. You heard it here first. North Macedonia are going to wipe the floor of the tournament. Shock of the decade. Shock of the century. You name it. You thought 5,000 to 1 was good odds. Well, listen to it. Get your bets in. North Macedonia to not just get out of the group, but they're going to win it. North Macedonia, come on. What are you? Some kind of 
Doomsday Machine Boy! I'm never going to live that down, you know that, don't you, Brad? Well, we'll play Craig. Good, good being on. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me on. Craig has suddenly developed a huge smile on his face now. His confidence has just shot up through the roof. Gentlemen, yeah. good evening to you both. Good evening. And to be fair, anybody can pick. You know, anybody can bet on the favourites. It takes someone of real um, guts and determination and drunkenness to say North Macedonia. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine getting getting them? It's like getting them in the sweepstake at work, isn't it, really? Like, who have you got? Who have you got? North Macedonia. And there was Brad getting all excited because he'd pulled North Macedonia out, you know. But, hey, Brad, I've got, every, I've got every faith in you this evening, young man. Oh, and how come, Brad, <laughs> we need it. Um, have you been drinking tonight? That's the question. But no, Brad, no, no. <laughs> feeling confident? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling confident. I think I've got a lot of decent points to resort against <laughs> just saying 5,000 to one Premier League champions. I'm hoping I can back up more than, than just that with my, uh, with my uh, research. Well, that's my Craig. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will ask you then, Craig. Let's go. <laughs> Somebody who knows the feeling of back in North Macedonia is our resident Spurs fan. So, TM, <laughs> good evening to you. Hi, <laughs> How are you? Have you got a manager yet? Or I don't know what number you're down to. Sort of seventh choice, is it now? Let's be honest with you. No, I think it's, if, if, I, if I argue. I think if I argue well, I think they're going to go for Ranieri. <laughs> this is why she's come in to well, watch. They've already tried you know? my backing, mate. They've already tried for mine, so I can't. I can't say more than that. Yeah. My, my manager's already popped the top job. So, <laughs> can I just say? Can I just say, uh, TM? It would be easier for you to go out and try and find Wally. I think you would have mm. done that by now, <laughs> rather than a manager. Bob, good evening, Bob. Um, He's he's already in Ranieri's corner. He's not even going to wait for anybody's <laughs> appearance. But he's he's made his mind up. Uh, Rich, good evening, Rich. How the devil are you, sir? Thanks for joining us, um, Rich. And uh, do check his channel out, Rich Sports, um, on YouTube. Uh, he does a lot of Man United content. Um, and he's a Welsh fan. But apart from those two things, he's got a really good channel. Go and check him out. Rich Sports on YouTube. Um, Bob's, yeah. Bob did say, actually, uh, as regards that video, that aged well. <laughs> it did, Brad. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone, says David. Hello. Uh, Box. Good evening, Box. Um does Brad really believe what he's about to uh, argue? Oh, sit back in here. You'll find out. Actually, in fairness, Brad was the one that he, he had the first choice and he chose Ranieri. No, he didn't. I mean, I Rogers. He just, sorry, Rogers. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Dan Turfmore House TV, again, another great website. Go and check that one out, guys. Um, he's just started it up. He's from Burnley. He's a great laugh. Um, anybody from Burnley. I mean, I spent 20 years there, but I managed to escape. Unfortunately, Dan's still stuck there. Uh, and yeah, he started the dream, uh, brought a tie, 
brought a title, so I forgot the R then. Uh, Rogers has brought a stability in FA Cup, and Rogers is edging the argument for me. Well, um, interesting. Uh, how's the missus, by the way, Dan? I hope she's well. I hope she's well. Right, so we're going to go first of all. This could be interesting. I'm really sort of, as Sophie Ellis Bexter once said, we could have blood on the dance floor tonight. <laughs> we'll be back and we're going to go be going to Brad first straight after this. It didn't happen in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last. That's all the way in truth. Premier League champions 2016. The amazing Leicester City. Did that work, guys? <laughs> yeah, it did. It did work, and I enjoyed the minute silence afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just to just to build up the the atmosphere. There. It's nothing's working at my end, so uh, we could have. Um, <laughs> mind you, the wife often said that to me. But um, are we ready to go? So, um, going to go say to Brad first with Brendan Rogers. So first of all, um, let me take you out and just put you back in the green room and we will bring you back in in a bit, Craig. Um, yeah, no. you, you get a chance to see how, how well Brad does here. So <laughs> see, you, see you in five. Cheers. So, Brad, um, first, like I said, if this goes well, this is the first one we've done of these guys, so thanks for sticking with us. If this goes well, I will be amazed. So we're going to start off with um, their managerial history. Um, let's have a look if this is going to work, because if we can keep Brad down to five minutes, I am going to be really, really impressed. Just as a reminder for him, um, if it comes up, and I can't see the timer. Can anybody see the timer there? I can't see it. No. Let us try again. Ah, there we go. So we go. You, you'll see you've got the green is the first three minutes, then yellow for a minute, and then red until it finishes, and then you get muted, Brad. So, Brad, in your own time, as soon as you say your first word, we'll start the timer. Well... Some of you might already think 5,000 to 1 aren't going to beat that. Well, let me tell you about a man that was bred for this job. Age 20, age 20, Brendan's career as a footballer was cut short. He was retired and he could have packed it in and gone anywhere. But he knew that he loved football and wanted to be a part of it. And he became part of the coaching staff at Reading. And he even became part of the academy. He was academy director at Reading in his 20s. Somebody who already had the idea of believing in our youth and wanted to promote them as best he could was doing it from such a young age while still trying to play non-league football with what his body could allow him to do after an injury. And talk about a guy that knew he could do a good job at this. He went to Spain just to learn different parts of the coaching. So he's not just bogged down in English ways. He knows foreign ways. He knows Spanish ways. He wanted to learn methods. He was constantly on the education. He was on the hunt to find it. Can I get it here? Can I get it there? 
that's a true manager, if you ask me. If ever you wanted a manager to be prepped and young and blooded in, players try it. It's not that easy. And these are the sort of experienced men that go on to win serial achievements. In 2004, now, despite what you might think of Jose Mourinho now, everybody knows that was by far, the hands down, the best manager around the globe. For what he was achieving, what he was doing, and, and what he was continued to do years after that, he poached him. He saw what ran, uh, what Rogers had to offer, and he brought him in to manage their youth career from 2004. He then brought him up to watch the reserves, and he had him as a reserve manager in 2006. He got a wealth of experience under his belt in his early careers. He was probably achieving better in manager terms of building himself a career and a CV better than players were. Some players by the age of 22, they're out the game. They're in non-league. They're in League 2. They're not going to get to the heights of level. But this guy put all the effort and the work in so much more than, than Mr Ranieri, who, let's be honest, most people still argue that Nigel Pearson laid the foundations. Rogers had to work with what he had, didn't he? Just making that point out there. Uh, and then, obviously, you know, he had this time in the Championship. That's when he felt he needed to branch out. He got the experience. He learned his ways. And so he wanted to try his hand. But did he get a job like Pep and just go where the money is? No, he went to Watford to manager. Unfortunately, he hit the poison chalice, didn't he? He actually had quite a few successful seasons and a bit there, guided them from the relegation zones up to mid-table. And then, like everybody loves to, boyhood club, Reading, they came calling. And unfortunately for them, he couldn't quite get the job done in his time at Reading. But not to be deterred, could have, gone, could have gave away, couldn't he? Could have gone down to non-league, could have gone to Barnsley or Ipswich or Sunderland lower down and said, that I know my level, it's lower than this. But he pressed on. And he became the first manager to bring a Welsh club into the Premier League. Swansea City did it in 2010. And he didn't just guide them to promotion. You think Bielsa at Leeds did a great job in his first season. He also didn't just get Swansea to the Premiership. Bear in mind, did it first. Doesn't matter who's how many times Cardiff have done it since then. He was the first manager to take a Welsh club into the Premier League. That takes some doing. And he got them to 11th in his first season. And what did that accolade earn him? It earned him the top job, the right respectful job to get to where he was. 2012, he moved to Liverpool. And in the second season, with all the dross that was at Liverpool, Gerard and Suarez aside, the dross that was at Liverpool, his second season, it weren't for a stupid slip. Not his fault, Stephen Gerrard slipped over. They would have won the league. But as it was, he took them to second place. And that was a hell of an achievement. If you look at that state of that squad that he had there, it should never have been top half. It was finishing seventh and eighth seasons before, but he took them to second. And given the right back in, like he was, like he is getting here, he could have took them to a title. So just remember that when you think of what Ranieri was gifted to him and what Rodgers had to work with. Then all we know, Celtic, we build the reputation. Give, I don't know how long the clock's going, so I'm just going to keep speaking unless tell me to stop. Celtic, he had an insane, insane, wasn't it? He did the treble treble in his first two seasons, and it was that good that Leicester came calling, and it's so much better to be back in the Premiership of Scottish football. He dominated it. Even with Rangers there, he still found a way to dominate it. And look how much Rain, uh, Celtic struggled without him at the helm. And then with Leicester, a team that had been stalled by Powell, he risen us back to the ashes and brought us back to what we should have been all along when we won that title. How we should have built that title on European qualifications. And he ended all these years of hurt. Vote Rogers, your FA Cup bringer, your glory man to Leicester. Five minutes.
<laughs> well done. <laughs> that I am absolutely amazed. I am I am gobsmacked that you got that in in five minutes, mate. I have to say, if anybody wants to play it back, you might want to play it on half speed so you can actually hear <laughs> what Brady's saying. <laughs> uh, but, mate, that, hey, that was well, well put across. I am going to allow one question per person, one for you, Brad, one for you, Craig, after you've had your five minutes to um, – to actually just answer that question it gives me a chance to reset the clock. TM says that was good. So there you go. Maybe you got a, a vote there. I don't know yet, Brad. Um, but Rich says, and his question is: um, even mid-table clubs like Arsenal uh, can win a cup, though. Yeah, but they're not. It's not as impressive, is it? I mean, Arsenal in the nineties with one of the kings, the early two thousands, that they were kings. I mean. You're expecting. We're not. We're still dark horses. We weren't invited to your money grabbing ESL, were we? You, you, you guys were because we're a proper run club, mate, and a proper run club has to build itself up. That's exactly what Orchester was brought in for. You can see by the history I've just told you why he was hired by clubs to build them up and get them sustainable. Now we're sustainable. We'll start winning more trophies than Arsenal. You watch. You watch. Okay. Okay. Well, well, well done. Um, I think it's only fair that we um give out your 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 erstwhile co-presenter a chance here. Um, so thank you very much, Brad. Nice no one. He'll be back in five minutes. TM says we are taking our time to pick our new manager at Spurs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the season the season kicks off in you know. August, you know, so you, you know, you're not, you're not far away. Are you going to get somebody? It's almost as exciting as Rodgers Ranieri. Well, first pitch there from Brad. Welcome back, Craig. Hi, very good, Brad. Very good indeed. Well done. It was. He was. Uh, there's a couple he, of things I would take. Uh, I would take issue with, but overall, that's <laughs> pretty good. He was, he was putting his point very, very strongly across, but you have your chance now to reply. Um, and I could say, um, TM at Spurs is a South Rich says Southgate might be available soon. <laughs> well, we never know, right? Please. Okay, so here we go. This is um, Ranieri then, and mm. uh, Craig's gonna start us off. And as soon as he's ready, get a question in for uh. In for Craig at the end because it does mean I can just nip off and reset the timer. If you've got a question, it does help me. But as soon as you say your first word, we start the timer, Craig. Dramatic pause. That's what that was. So uh, that was a very good argument by uh, by um, Brad. Um, I would take it. You know. Um, Rogers inherited a load of dross at, uh, at Liverpool. He did buy Ricky Lambert. He did buy Joe Allen, Barini. Um, 32 and a half million on Benteke, but, you know, he built his own team of dross. Anyway, so Claudio, everybody thinks he's the, uh, the nearly man. You know, when he came to us, he was the nearly man. You know, he'd never won anything. Absolute rubbish. He started right down. You know, Brendan started on uh, coaching kids when his career ended. 
Very good. Good idea. Good good route through. A uh, similar thing with uh, with Ranieri, although he started at the lower leagues, so he earned his uh, his his reputation. He started out at Cagliari in the third tier of uh, of Italian football, and um, in his first season, he got them promoted. Um, then he got them promoted again into um, Serie A for the first time in the in the club's history. Then he went to Fiorentina. In, uh, who were in Serie B. Guess what? He got them promoted into uh, Serie A. He also won the Coppa Italia and he won the Super Cup in Italy as well. But then, you know, he went across uh, across the sea, decided to try his hand overseas. Surely this would be the challenge. Valencia, up against some of the biggest clubs in the world. Um, he won the Coppa del Rey. He didn't manage to win the title, but he won the Coppa del Rey and he won uh, a UEFA Cup as well. He even went back there after he'd finished um, at Chelsea and won the UEFA uh, Super Cup as well. He's a winner. At Chelsea, he was brought in to reduce the age of the, the squad. And during his time at Chelsea, you talk about people inheriting squads. Mourinho inherited Ranieri's team. And then built on it with the money that Abramovich gave him. Ranieri didn't have the money um, when he was at Chelsea, yet he still finished second to the Invincibles. Only the Invincibles beat him when he was at Chelsea. And he created, he changed football while he was at Chelsea. And I'll tell you why. Because he brought in Claude Makélélé, the first recognised defensive midfielder. The role has since been named after him. Everyone else plays in the Makaleli role. And what did he do? One of the few players that Ranieri actually bought pre-season to Leicester City was N'Golo Kante to play that exact same role. He went to Monaco, who were in League Two uh, in France at the time. Guess what? He got them promoted. And then in his first season there, he got them runners-up to PSG and their millions. What he does, he goes into places that have failed and he gets them to the level where, admittedly, someone else has taken them to the next level when the money comes in. But Ranieri goes into clubs. He uses the resources that he's got. He doesn't have a big checkbook. I don't think he's ever had a big checkbook. As soon as a checkbook arrived at Chelsea, he was kicked out because he wasn't a big enough glamorous name. And Mourinho got it. And Mourinho inherited his team and then built on it. So when you say that uh, Ranieri inherited um, Pearson's team, Pearson managed to just get them safe with virtually the same players. And then with virtually the same players, with one or two additions, Ranieri wins the title. You can't say that that was just built on what Pearson did. Ranieri's history has taken him from Serie C in Italy all the way through his career until that moment in time when he brought the impossible dream to reality with Leicester City. And we were lucky enough to have him. But everything he'd done step by step on that journey had taken him to that point. And he's, he was a winner. He knows how to win with teams who are not full of stars. That's his 
point of difference. And that's what he did with Leicester. He brought success with a team of unstars. Oh, okay. we got a bell then. I didn't realise we got a bell with this. I'm excited. Um, dead on. <laughs> it doesn't take a lot at my age, I tell you. Um, <laughs> nice one. Well put across. Dead on the five. I have to admit, Brad was slightly more impressive because he had about three seconds to go. But you, you made the most of your full, um, full hey, five I, minutes I, there. I, I don't do premature. <laughs> I went to my uh, my uh, premature ejaculation uh, members meeting today, but apparently it's tomorrow. Um, right, okay. Um, Thanks, Tim. <laughs> um, quickly move, ignoring that joke. Uh, good evening, Dave. And uh, he thinks both well done, well both well done actually. Right, question for you then, um, uh, Craig. You very conveniently uh, missed out Greece there. What about it? It's a totally different thing, you know. Hey, he's still sport, a managerial career, though, isn't it? It is part of his managerial career, but some people are born for club football. Some people are born for National League football. He had four four games at Greece, hardly time to actually get to know the players' long names, let alone put anything in place. I think it was a, it was a blip, but, you know, that just shows... The, um, the 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 man himself that he can come back from that. A lot of people would have just called it a day, particularly at his age. But he still had the desire because he had the belief in himself, and he came to Leicester and showed it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I just I just thought that you had conveniently sort of forgotten his time. Uh, <laughs> when when you're arguing for someone, you rarely talk about their negativities. I know, which is why I thought I would just bring Thank it you. in. Thank you, <laughs> You're Mr. Welcome. Devil's Advocate. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, so um, we are on to section two, which is their Leicester City history. Now, here's where it can get exciting. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see if you can put five minutes together on this uh, <laughs> second, Craig. Um, he wasn't here that long. But uh, we're going to say goodbye to Craig. We're going to bring him back in in a second, well, in, in five and a bit minutes, to be honest with you. But uh, Jesus has been slowly sat there, very patiently waiting his turn. Um, yeah. Just to quickly say to Craig, I don't need to be premature. I can get all my facts out in, in blissful timing, mate. That's what I can do. I don't need to think of and stretch it out. I can just get it done and a good job on it. It was good points, mate, though, mate. I, I liked your argument for Ranieri. I, mean, I was impressed to know yeah. that someone put the effort in as I did, mate. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're here, Brad. That's why we're here. Yeah, exactly. Make Chris look exactly. good. Exactly. Exactly. And you do. And you do. Okay. I will bring you back in in a in a in a while, Craig. Thank you very much. Okay, Brad. So, yeah, we're going to go. Like you say, um, maybe on to um the Leicester City history. Um, Rogers obviously is still going through and still making his Leicester City history, but um, you got you got longer. Uh, to talk about the, than Craig has. So, again, young man, when you are ready and you say your first word, five minutes on Leicester City history. I feel like this is mastermind now. Your time starts as soon as you say your first word. 
Well, this is pretty easy for me. The history of Brendan Rodgers, or should I say the continuing story, because Manieri was, what, 18 months into the job, despite what he achieved, and he's still got the boot. So, you know, not, not to besmirch his promotion winning ways before, you know, it's what it is. But the thing is, when Ranieri left, so did the spirit, didn't it? All the hope of Leicester fans were unnerved. They were second-guessing whether Leicester could build on their title-winning foundations or whether the opportunity had slipped through the fingers. It seemed that under the dross reign of uh, Powell, yeah, that's my word of the day, drab and dross, that's my words, uh, that maybe Leicester had missed a chance. And maybe no matter who they brought in, it wasn't going to get Leicester to the heights that fans wanted. Leicester had missed the bus, you know. The last the last train had departed the station and Leicester had missed an opportunity to break up the top six. You know, they'd kind of failed in, in, in the long-term objective. But then they looked at it and they probably looked at Brendan Rodgers' history. They probably saw his dedication. They probably saw what he could do to teams, taking teams from nothing to promotion contenders, taking Welsh sides to the highest heights of the Premier League and continuing to build success. I mean, you can argue that he didn't always get his signing rights, but whether you like it or not, Ricky Lambert got an international call-up for England, which is more than some players did. And uh, Barini played for Barcelona, so he can't have been all too bad to have been on their books at some point, if my uh, knowledge is right. And again, it's belief in the youth as well that persists with Leicester. We know the quality we have in some of our youngsters. Look, just... I could go through the list as quick as possible with the likes of Dewsbury Hall, um, Ben Chilwell, Harvey Barnes, just to name three. And, you know, we even acquired James Justin on on, on his do-so in terms of bringing in youth. So clearly, Brendan Rodgers is the Leicester fit that this club needs, and he's proven it so. Where were we? Ask yourself this. Can you remember, as a Leicester fan, where we were before Rodgers was appointed manager? Because I believe, if I remember rightly, we we was bottom off the table, maybe just scraped top half. Maybe we were ninth, maybe we were tenth. But I'm pretty certain we were about eleventh, right? The flames had gone. The story, the fairy tale was signed off. The end. Everybody had captioned Leicester's journey as the Premier League. The end. That was it. That was the story. The movies weren't happening. And then along came Rogers, the man they needed. And what's he done since? He came within an, a boot, toenail, a lace of stopping Manchester City winning a title. Could have been Liverpool. I mean, say that what you like, it might have been a better thing to didn't stop Man City winning the title. That's, that's your opinion. But to stop, to get within a whisker of denying the champion, uh, the, the champions of, of the Premier League, their title, he, he's a game changer. He's, he, he brought Leicester back from, from, from the dead, in my opinion. From, from a club that was just setting back into the norm, they were going back to where they belonged. Belonged, remember? We're not a toxic club. We belong in mid-table. And under Powell, we looked like it. We were certainly down well playing like it. In fact, there was fears at some points after and during Ranieri's tenuous end to his uh, to his time at Leicester that relegation might be back on the cards and maybe Leicester had just had that fluke of a season and, and weren't really spilled of it. And he could have done he could have done what he's done at other clubs, but he's learned from his mistakes. He's been doing this job since he was 20, right? So he's been doing this job longer than I've been alive. I can tell you that now. And he learned. He kept the core of the squad together and he just tweaked things here and there and he got them working on not just being one-dimensional. You've you said to me when Rodgers came in, Leicester were going to have 
two seasons where they would finish in European positions, top five to to be precise, and and win the the glorious FA Cup, and and take Leicester back to the heights and rebuild Leicester to the serious serious contenders. Man City, Man United, Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham fans will tell you now they consider Leicester more of a big six club than at least Arsenal and Tottenham. So we've done it and we owe the thanks to Brendan Rodgers. We give the thanks and the, and, and the special mention and to the great achievement of, of um, Claudio, sure, sure we do. But to rebuild and bring Leicester back into the mix... Rogers is the man that deserves your respect and deserves maybe going down as one of, if not the best, certainly one of the best Leicester managers in the history of the club. And you've done it in time again. I am going to have to definitely bring this in to to every show. <laughs> no doubt. Ah, the bell again. You were well within the bell there, sir. Well done. Well done. Again, very well put. Some very strong arguments uh, put across there. Um, again, playing devil's advocate and asking you a question to give me a bit of time. Um, yes, he's won us the FA Cup, but twice we should have maybe finished top four and twice we should have been in the Champions League. Been accused of being a bottler. You can't build a house without building the framework. It's just impossible because it'll all collapse in, in front of you. And that's exactly what happened after we won the title. We realised we didn't have the flame, framework and structure. And it fell in and we were looking like, like I said, we were looking like a mid-table club again. He's knocked it down. He's not disrupted too much, but he's built just where he needs to. And now he's got a set. It's the next few seasons I'm more excited about, mate. Trust me, we are building something strong with Rogers at the helm. You may, I met this may not have been a good idea because I think TM is actually working for Spurs here. <laughs> Agree, Brad. We might just nick him. Maybe we've got <laughs> scouts watching tonight. Watch, we know a few more watching tonight than normally. Maybe, maybe they're scouts and they're going to thinking like, yeah, okay, we'll see what the fans think. <laughs> Brad, thanks very much, mate. Good points put across. We'll see you in about six minutes. See you there, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Okay, um, Craig. Now I don't think we've got quite so much worry about Ranieri being pinched. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Michael, no. good evening. You need to go back to the start and play catch up. This is uh, some good arguments here. So, Craig, Brad's just had his five. Um, was well within the bell again. So, what we're looking at here again is Ranieri's time at Leicester City. And again, with or without the uh, the pregnant pause, your time will start as soon as you say your first word. Well, I think um, what I would say is I'm, I'm going to use a few of Brad's uh, arguments against him here. Um, I think you're right in what you said in terms of the house fell down a little bit uh, when Ranieri left. Um but that sort of plays into the argument of how good Ranieri was at the time, because you said, and I quote, when, when Ranieri left, so did the spirit. Ranieri took that ragtag bunch of players, some of whom I'll run through uh, um, shortly, and gave them a spirit and a belief that I don't think I've ever seen in such a 
limited talent pool of, of players. What I would also say is, you said that can we remember where Leicester were when Rogers took over? What I'd say was, can you remember where we were when Ranieri took over? We finished 14th. We had a great run under Pearson. And quite rightly, he did set a lot of the groundworks. So he did give them a bit of belief. But we went from 14th to 1st. We didn't go from 12th to 5th with a lot of money as well. And also, I think it. I think most people would argue, and, and hindsight's a great thing, that Puel was the one who changed the style of football. He laid a bit of the groundwork. So it was a bit easier for Rodgers to come in because the guys had been playing this kind of football. And who's to say that if Puel hadn't been given a little bit more time, he wouldn't have turned it around as well. I think I would argue with you as well that Rodgers is a great man motivator and everybody says that. But Ranieri was the ultimate man motivator. Okay. Look at the starting 11 when Ranieri took over. And then take yourself back, look at that starting 11 and say, is that a team that's actually going to stay up in the division? Schmeichel, Richie Delat, Robert Huth, Wes Morgan, Jeff Schlupp, Albrighton, Drinkwater, Andy King, Mares, Okazaki and Vardy. If someone said that team there were going to win the league, it's like somebody coming out nowadays and saying North Macedonia are going to win the Euros. It's ridiculous. You'd be laughed out of the place. And those players played the majority of that season. Huth played 35 games. Morgan, 38. Fuchs, who was brought in on a free transfer, 34. Nathan Dyer played 14 games in that season. That is the ultimate of ch achievement of getting the maximum out of every player. And what he did, he had this reputation as the tinker man, but he didn't tinker, did he? He saw what Pearson had done, how he'd got a bit of success towards the end of the season. And he said, you know what? I'm going to let these players continue. I'm just going to give them a little bit more belief. I'm going to give them a defined way of playing. I'm going to keep a tight group. I'm not going to fall out with anyone. I can't think of anybody that he's fallen out with. I can't think of anybody who sort of went off the rails a bit and broke club rules during Ranieri's time because they loved him and they all wanted to be part of what he was building. These players were the sort of journeyman footballers that he moulded into a team that actually won the league. 5,000 to 1 they were. And what I would also say is that towards the end of uh, that season, everybody was telling us that Leicester City were going to fall away. You know, we had some tough games coming up. We were going to fall away. Spurs famously were chasing us down. Harry Kane was coming to get us. We know that. So this inexperienced team, this team of journeymen, you know what? They didn't bottle it. They didn't see the prize in sight and then get nervous. They continued to play the football. Ranieri gave them the continued belief that if they just kept what they were doing, they would get the results. They never bottled it. And they actually went on and won that league by 10 points. One of the largest 
margins of victory that there's been over the past 20 seasons of the of the Premier League. And that was down to Ranieri and the man who got the maximum of every single player in his squad. <laughs> Dead on again. I'm, I was hovering over my mute button there, but I think you were actually <laughs> you were actually filling. Now I've got to be honest with you. There, I think if this was a boxing match, you'd have had a point deducted for a below the belt punch with the North Macedonia comment. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that has been noted. That has been noted, young man. I think it was a bit a bit unfair, but you know, as, as they do say, all fair in love and war the question um and i'm going to ask you is yes ranieri did well at leicester and whether he inherited a team some could argue that rogers and we you know although we weren't fans of Puel, and it's easy to sort of you know, look back in hindsight, but we kind of accept now that in the same way that, you know, Pearson laid the foundations for uh, Ranieri, possibly Puel with the youth and the trying to change our style, maybe laid the foundations for Rodgers. But what mm. happened when Ranieri was given the, 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 you know, the keys to the bank and mm -hmm. started to bring players in and he bringing his own players in, it kind of started to go wrong, didn't it? I think what happened there was the the success was so um, unexpected. There wasn't any groundwork put in like there has been with Rogers in terms of slowly building a squad and building it slowly. This was just out of the blue. There, there was no let's build a squad. This was hang on a minute. We've now got Champions League football. We've got a lot of football and a lot of uh, not many players of a certain quality. So he probably did what most. Uh, managers would in that circumstance look at the money he'd got which probably wasn't a lot but then went to players that he thought could do a job you know mm. he didn't go to a to be fair he didn't go to a, like a Ryan Bennett you know he, he wasn't that good that he could spot a loan signing uh, who would really change a team but he did the best he could with the limited resources. That was nearly a knockout punch there. That was <laughs> nearly a knockout punch. Brad, <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> Ryan Bennett, how do you get how do you come back from Ryan no, Bennett, no, mate? No, no, it's fine. When someone can't find the time to fill five minutes for their argument, they start having low blow digs. It's fine, mate. I'll take it on the chin because at least I've stuck to my point. I didn't go for low blows because I've got notes. I know what I'm talking about. It's all right, mate. Well done, mate. Well done. Well done. TM, TM says here, um, uh, where do we go? Here we go. Uh, see, I agree. Ranieri does motivate and has spirit within a team, and that's what we need more of. Uh, team motivation, uplifting, and he didn't quite manage it at, at Fulham, though, did he? Bless him. Gentlemen, um, I will just take you out one second and introduce the next section. So, guys, we've had a look at um, their pre-Leicester managerial history, their Leicester managerial history, and now we are going to have a look at what they have won at Leicester. Well, we know what they've won at Leicester, but sum it up how, you know, FA Cup versus Premier League, this is going to be the big one. This is the last chance before the guys both summarise the last chance of what 
uh, they've got to put their arguments across. So um, let us get brothers in again. Uh, let us get the timer in again. Um, FA Cup, Brad, when you say your first word, we go. Well, FA Cup, where do I start? Oh, let's go to the very start of Leicester City, a.k.a. Leicester Foss. Established in 1884, and the FA Cup came along, and it's one of the most, in fact, it is the most historic cup in the whole of English football. It's one of the most prestigious cups ever around in the whole of Europe, I'd argue, and it's, it's up there on a level where dreams are meant to be made. No, I know, exactly. I can hear you already. Brad, 5,000 to 1. How can you even argue? How can you even argue that that's a more monumental achievement? Well, maybe I'd be a fool to do that. I mean, I could talk about Ranieri's dribbling failures since Leicester, but I'm not going to do that because I'm not that sort of person because Ranieri's won a great achievement at Leicester and I'd like to just respect and appreciate that. But in the end, I look at it a different way. We've never won that cup. Never won it. Ranieri never won it. Managers before, like the great Martin O'Neill, who won League Cups, never won it. There's not a single manager that ever won that cup for Leicester. So many have tried, many have failed to do it. In fact, five times, I believe, we tried and failed in the final. And Ranieri was a man that probably could have gone for that. Powell could have gone for that. And we remember that Newport County game with Powell. We remember getting knocked out in the early stages with Ranieri. In fact, we really remember a lot went wrong after that Premier League season under one Ranieri, didn't it? It hasn't really changed his form since. Whereas Rodgers has built on it. He built us towards this. We had the missed, we had the missed opportunity in the League Cup the season before. And you know what? Most clubs, they could have folded. They could have not bought a challenge for it. They could have been nowhere near the quarterfinals of either cup, let alone get to the final. And Ranieri and Rodgers delivered it something that no manager could ever deliver. Now, he still might be sat there going, I get your point, Brad, first first time in, in five attempts, brilliant, well done Leicester, but it still wasn't 5,000 to one odds. But I'd argue the way Ranieri was going, did he ever look like winning another trophy at Leicester? Confusion of tactics, confusion of formations, confusions of squads, quarterfinal in the Champions League. Brilliant, thank you, but he didn't win it. Fantastic journey, one that will live long in the memory, but he didn't win it. Rodgers will be remembered at Leicester. He'll be rem remembered for more, not just because of his time. You know, Craig argued that Powell were, could have had more time. How much time did he want? He was sending us the wrong direction. He was sending us from, from a team that was challenging and supposed to be, you know, Champions League. He said it himself. We were as a Champions League club. So why weren't we there again? Under Powell, we was going down, 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 down. That's the only direction we was going. Rodgers had to come in and not only reignite that spark, which just shows what a manager he is. He did it from the off. He took all his knowledge and built Leicester to where they are. And the FA Cup, I can see him winning a cup again. I can see him winning the FA Cup again. And I'll ask you this. As a fan, really think about it. If Rodgers continues at the rate he's going, and next season we get more European football. Maybe we win a Carabao Cup or another FA Cup in the next couple of years. If Rodgers is here at Leicester over the next five or six years, he can win as a premiership. He can. And he can do it because just as he's proven, just as been proven by Craig that a few ragtag players were put together and held together by the glue, 
he's given a lot too much more credit to yours, Ranieri, in his spirit building. Let's not remember that that team was relegated. It was 20th, it had 19 points, it was going nowhere. They went from bottom under Nigel Pearson to, to winning the, to, to 14th. So he had more than a boost. He actually had it better, in my opinion, than the success of Rogers because Rogers was giving a team not like I said was just going in one direction it was going down it wasn't it was it was failing it was falling the old you know umpty dumpty knocked his head and he couldn't get up again that's what was happening to Leicester Ranieri was given the euphra of that 20th to 14th finish to, to not tinker with second he tinker with what happened fill in the blanks Rogers he was given the squad to rebuild he was given the trust and look what's happened in 10 years' time, in five five years' time, sort 10 years, five years' time, he could potentially guide Leicester to a premiership title again. I don't think if Ranieri was still here now, he would have guided us to a cup, let alone another title. Say what you will about 5,000 to one. I'll never forget it, and I hope no one else here does. But I'm telling you now, FA Cup is a, is, is, is a vision. It's not an instant achievement on the premiership. It's a vision of what could come under Rodgers at Leicester. Trust me. It's important, and it might be better. <laughs> you guys, you're impressing me so much. <laughs> this is going to definitely be a permanent part of my uh, <laughs> of my. Um, where are we going here? I'm trying to. I'm trying to make a note of the votes here, um, Brad. Um, Rich asked the question. Um, and I'm just going to try and find it now. It's going to go back quite a bit. Um, what's Rogers' best league finish, though? Second in the league with Liverpool, with a team of Ragdags and Suarez and Gerrard. If he can do that with that team, imagine what he can do once he's got this with the platform he's got at Leicester, mate. He's sure getting them high. We're going to get them higher and finish the Manchester United in years to come if he's still there. So and, there's your answer to the question. And the highest he's, he's got he's got Leicester? Is fifth. I think that's quite obvious with his two seasons in yeah. charge. He's finished fifth. He's finished fifth. He's more consistent than most managers are doing European football. Go and ask Arsenal on top and where are they? He's doing well, better than who knows? <laughs> no, I get I got a neck eight all last down season down. looking for Arsenal and Tottenham. <laughs> the last two seasons have only been four cups better than him. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I will just have to sort of say, I know I took a point off um, Craig for the low blow again about Macedonia. As, as much as I was pissing myself laughing here, <laughs> I had to take that off. There's also, I'm going to take a point off you because you did say we had five attempts before we won the FA Cup. It was actually four. So uh, well, I, I knew it was one of the two way rounds. I couldn't remember. <laughs> I always remember. This was the fifth when we did it. But uh, yeah, bad news. Bad news. I got my, my numbers middled up. On that one, I, at least I would say five. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Brad, don't rub it in. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> to you. Okay, I'm going to bring you back in. I'm going to just go in and get Craig in a second. Well done, Brad. Thank you very much. Before I bring Craig in, I just want to say uh, we've just been joined in the chat by um, um, Miss Melina. 
Um, good evening, Melina. Now, I just want to say um, it's nice to see you in the chat. I'm surprised to see you in the chat because uh, I want to pass, I think on behalf of, certainly Brad and Craig will back me up on this, but on behalf of all the presenters here at Leicester Till I Die, our condolences to you on your bad news um, of you uncle passing last week. Uh, really sudden, really quick. And the condolences from us all to you. And I know it's been a really bad day because today was the day uh, when he was buried. So uh, our thoughts, our thoughts are with you um, at all times. Craig, let's bring Craig back in. So, oh, we're getting down to the nitty gritty now, Craig. So um, this is Ranieri's time at Leicester. Are you going to be able to fill five minutes with uh, with his eighteen months? I wonder. But uh, oh, again. Oh. I'll try if I start uh, doing lots of speculation like Brad did. <laughs> I love this. I love this. Right, sir. Uh, when and when you are ready to go, say your first word. Uh, oh, let me just bring the uh, let me just bring the timer in, um, and it should be there now. Indeed, um, I love the little bell at the end. I'm sorry. I know little things amuse little people, but uh, again, that was something my wife used to tell me. Ready? Clicked. Give your first word and I'll get it going. One, two, three. It'd be boring if I counted all the way to 5,000, wouldn't it? So I, I won't mention that again. Um, interesting, interesting. And Brad made some very, very good points um, about Brendan there. Um, and, you know, the fact that we've been to the final um is it four five i, I don't know I don't, I don't know four i'm gonna go with four um so basically we've been runners up four times and then he's won it and i think correct me if i'm wrong in the league we were runners up once in our whole history and then ranieri won it and apparently rogers did really well having Suarez and Gerrard and a ragtag bunch of players at Liverpool to come second. And um, it looks like, to me, that Ranieri won the league with his ragtag of um, players without Gerrard or Suarez. But you make some valid points. Um, what I would say is that, you know, Ranieri... that. That season started pretty well, but then the wheels could have come off very quickly because let's not forget that quite early in the season, 26th of September to be fact, uh, to, to be precise, we lost 5-2 at home to Arsenal. And it was at that point when everybody said, yeah, Leicester's fantastic start to the season is over. Um, but it wasn't. In fact, we only lost three games during the whole season. And we never lost two in a row. Every time we lost, we bounced back. And what Ranieri was clever enough in doing was recognising that the team needed something different. So it was around that time that he actually brought um, Kante into the team. It started, as I say, with Schlupp, Drinkwater, Albrighton and Andy King as his, uh, as his midfield. But what he did... He was clever enough to see what he needed. He knew that he'd got N'Golo Kante and he put him in there. And and the rest is history, as we say. You know, he's gone on to win the title uh, again. So we lost three. Even now, 
with all that we've done in the league since Ranieri, uh, who only had a short period of time, our accumulative points total in the Premier League, so all the points that teams have had during their time in the Premier League, we only sit 15th in that table. Um, below the likes of Newcastle, Blackburn, Villa, Southampton. Yet what we did in that one season, we actually beat all of them and won the league. We beat all the top teams in that uh, in that season as well, apart from Arsenal. He was voted Manager of the Year by the League Managers Association. His peers voted him the best manager for his achievement. He was the Premier League manager of the season during that year as well. And what he did, he gave the people of Leicester and the city, you know, not even football fans, he brought everyone together. His achievement transcended football. It transcended a piece of silverware that was at the end of it. What he gave us was a moment in time that nobody will forget. Even people who didn't like football became Leicester City fans during that period of time because it was something that was so unexpected. This was never going to happen. It was never going to happen. If it happened, it was going to be a Southampton or a West Ham or somebody like that. It was never going to be our team, but it was. It was our team. And the biggest thing I would say in terms of the size of their achievement is I'm not sure that we would have won the FA Cup and been in a position to win the FA Cup and been in a position to even attract a manager of the stature and greatness, because he is a great manager, of Brendan Rodgers if we had not won the league. All the foundations and all the things that Rodgers may go on to win, uh, as you eloquently put, Brad, is because of the fact that Ranieri won the league with his ragtag team. And as I say, it's given us a moment that nobody will ever forget, you know, and I don't think that anybody can, can say that the size of his achievement isn't better than anything that this club ever has or ever will do. There you go. Wait for the bell. There we go. Um, <laughs> I love the way, Craig, that you're watching the timer go down. You slowly start to talk like that. It's, like, can... it's, like, I've, it's like I've run into the corner with a ball. <laughs> um, again, very, very eloquently put, young man. Um, let me ask you this. Um Sorry, T T TM TM's just voted here, and it uh, uh, she's she's gone for Anieri. She's gone. She's gone with you, but it is very close with the public vote. I'm not going to lie. I'm not. Well, Brad, gonna Brad's, lie. Done a, Brad's done a great job. He has. He has. Um, so let me ask you this question then, uh, Craig. Um, what would have happened had we not sacked Ranieri when we did? Were we right to sack Ranieri? We always say, you know, managers should be given time. Was he given time? What, I think, have, what should, well, we have, should we have stuck with him and what would have happened? Well, I think because, you know, a lot of this um, debate is around sort of hindsight and guessing what might happen in the future. Um, 
we'll never know is the bottom line. But what I would say <laughs> is that the club and the and the, the the owners of the club have always made the right decision at the right time or the majority of it. So we, we don't know. But the thing is that when you become a, a club that wants to be more successful and can see the pathway to more success, which there wasn't before Ranieri, you know, mm-hmm. we were delighted that we finished 14th. Amazing. But he'd yeah. set the bar so high then that there was that level of expectation. And unfortunately, it was difficult for Ranieri uh, during that second year. We all know that. And it's probably great that our, man- our our owners could see beyond all the sentiment and actually made what turns out to be the right decision at the right time. You know, it took a couple of seasons and it did take Rogers to come mm-hmm. in and put us back on the right track. But as I was saying, I think the foundations had been built by what we've done uh, under Ranieri. Well, you now, guys, are going to have a last chance to uh, put your points across. And we are going to be right back after this. Let battle commence. It's the Leicester War Show. On Leicester Till I Die TV. But who will win? Join in now. I still don't know. They're still not playing at my end, so God knows what's going on. Um, Guys, it is the... And just to show that I'm not being, you know, um, biased at all, I've not played the FA Cup jingle. Uh, but maybe I should Leicester just play this one. TV, the home of the FA Cup winners 2021. Oh, and we have a Premier League trophy too. It does mention both. It does mention both. <laughs> right, guys. Now, just to uh, throw you a, a hot potato and a curved ball, because I know, you know, you don't want me to be too predictable here. Um, we are down to our final section now, which is the summary. So we're going to all going to get a chance to talk. Well, both of you, all of you, both of you get a chance to summarize now. And I know I did say five minutes, but to be honest with you, you guys don't need five minutes to summarize. So we're going to make it three minutes. So you've got three minutes to uh, summarize your 15 minutes that you've had. Uh, Craig, we'll see you back in about five minutes. Uh, Brad. Your turn again to go first. Uh, and let me just add the, the clock in. And like I say, three minutes and your time starts as soon as you say your first word. Well, to summarise, I probably came into this as the underdog, which is the only argument that Craig seems to uh, want to throw out as the underdog of Ranieri coming in with his ragtag team. And all credit to him. First, I just want to tip my hat to Craig. He's been a great uh, person to debate this with. I think we've caused a lot of people to look at both managers differently in both their achievements and that's testament i've never been one for politics but i think me and craig could make a great debate team on the right subject uh it's thoroughly something i've enjoyed and it's something i've enjoyed doing because sometimes you look at the instance don't you you look at the instance and go well five thousand to one who the hell can argue against that well let me let you in on inside knowledge i mean i've already been sucker punched with north macedonia when chris put this in the chat <laughs> Right when he put this in our chat, my right, comments and, and subscribers, I was first to jump on the defence. I was the first one that wanted to get straight in on this. 
it took somebody to give Craig a bit of a push. I'm just saying, just a little bit of a push to get to Ranieri. It wasn't everybody jumping on the bus as I expected to defend Ranieri. So I, I made sure I picked my side first. Not his testament to both. We, but, we are both arguing fantastic managers that achieved fantastic things before they came to Leicester and whilst at Leicester. That, that's not that's not try and kick this out as if it's a, a one-sided arrogant argument because it's not. I hope I've made believers of Ranieri uh, and Rogers, both of, uh, of the people in the comments. I hope Craig's done his job too for Ranieri and a bit more understanding on how difficult it is and how much dedication and effort these guys put into their managerial careers. Both have won things throughout their careers. Both have been doing it for a young age. And, you know, it's all down to to Chris now, uh, the, the judge, jury and executioner of this one to decide. And like I said, I just hope you guys have seen a bit more insight into what these fantastic managers both achieved at this club. And I hope that some of you have maybe, who instantly came into this chat and was going, Ranieri, Ranieri, 5,000 to 1, have listened to what I've had to say and gone, actually, that's a fair point, Brad. You've made some very good argument points. It's a tough or tail or whip side you go through go for it, but I just want to be thankful for the opportunity to give my underdog status a, a bit of a reputation rebuild, just like Rogers with Leicester. I've re tried to rebuild the underdog story of my career, put them in North Macedonia to bed and get straight on with, with <laughs> some actual sense talking. I hope you really enjoyed both mine and Craig's points on it. And to summarise, I hope you agreed it, whether you think it's Ranieri or Rogers you both see that we've had two fantastic managers in our short career, in our short time under these owners. And we are blessed and appreciate everything that they have uh, helped achieve and one continues to hopefully achieve in his time here at Leicester. Thank you for listening. Yeah, you got to wait for the bell. <laughs> and let's, let's be honest with you, Brad. Let's be honest. You're used to your cuckoo clock. So, um, yes, and if you yes. think, can I just say, if you think you're going to be allowed to rebuild your reputation and that your North Macedonia will be forgotten <laughs> in the uh, in next three weeks. But it can be replaced. I'm hoping this is the start <laughs> of it. All I will say is this. Unbelievable, Jeff. I don't mind, Cammy's mate. See, Cammy, vote Cammy, which is a vote for Rogers. You just use that against Craig for me. I'm using that for me. There you go. <laughs> it worked then. Okay, so in 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 um in finishing, then last question for you is, <laughs> excuse me, what can Roger do with us? How far can Rogers take us? Well, that's the thing. Going back to my point uh, and looking at how he's done with. What he's done at the club, he stabilised. He didn't just stabilise us, he progressed us. And he did it at a quick rate. Everybody goes credit to Ranieri saying he did it within in, instantaneous the next season. But Rogers had a team that was, like I said, was going in one direction. And he's got us, not the group, the direction of down, not 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 the boy band. <laughs> yeah, but he's taken us to Europe. He's taken us to Europe twice. Uh, this will be our second consecutive European tour and the FA Cup. To me, the sky's the limit. If you're already doing that, and we can keep him here for another three seasons. I don't see why he can't break that fourth, break that wall of top four. And like I said, if he's here long enough, I wouldn't be surprised if he's uh, up there for the title. 
No, well, we've gone uh, from the One Direction fan, so thank you very much, Brad. We'll move over to the Steps fan and say, <laughs> or is it the Seekers, Brad? I don't know. You may be a bit of a Seekers man. <laughs> Not that I'm suggesting you're, you're old or anything like that, of course. Well, well, I mean, when you're talking to me about Steps, and uh, the only H that has got any place in this is probably the preparation that you've got to take after the show. <laughs> love it love it mate love it how did you know <laughs> it's the way you're fidgeting <laughs> it is it's this chair it's a new chair it's leather mm. never get leather in a room that doesn't have a window that opens properly <laughs> it does, it's not a good combination right sir let us bring in the um timer it's your last three minutes um and again your time starts when you say your first word well i'd like to start by uh echoing um brad's comments Ooh, there one second um, one second oh there we go. carry on sorry yeah so yeah no i'll, I'll echo uh, brad's comments there um it's been uh, thoroughly enjoyable to to hear both sides of the argument and i think at the end of the day we're both on the same side as being Leicester City fans who are lucky enough to have experienced what these two managers have given to the club. Um, what I would say is that Ranieri, as well as as well as Ranieri, brought those dreams to Leicester City. What he also did was he brought dreams to every other club who was outside of the top six or the so-called big six. He brought those dreams to, to to show, gave those dreams to every fan, every fan who thought this kind of thing could never happen. And you can see now with this season that there's that level of belief. And I'm sure that what Ranieri has done during his time has been used in many, many a conversation and a team talk down the years or at the start of a season that it just shows what you can do if you have belief and you have the right people in the right places. I mean, Ranieri gave that belief to the whole nation. You know, um, he was loved by the nation. It wasn't just us. You know, it wasn't just Leicester fans. Leicester became every other football fan's second club because they wanted us to kick the butt of the big boys. And and he did that. So he's done. he's done more than just win the title. That was great for us. But everybody else benefited from it as well. It sort of changed football. It changed the outlook of football. And we even saw it with them trying to create this Super League now because they're scared of what we did. They're scared of it happening again. Ranieri is just a, such a humble guy. After his time at, uh, at Chelsea, he wrote a book about his last season there and how he was basically kicked out when uh, Abramovich came in with his millions. and. To show what a great man he was, it's called Proud Man Walking, chronicling that last year. And all the proceeds that Ranieri made from that book, he gave to Great Ormond Street Hospital. He's just a fantastic guy. He was voted the upset of all time. Not just footballing upset of all time, but the sporting upset of all time. You know, And that happened to our club and Ranieri brought that to us. And uh, I don't think anybody will ever forget what he did. And if anybody's on the fence about whether it should be Rogers, who has done a fantastic job, and, and we know that, 
or whether it should be Ranieri. All I will say to you is dilly ding, dilly dong. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think you I think you played over my bell there. <laughs> I I could I could hear this bell in the background and I'm thinking like, hmm. What, what can I hear? What can I hear there? Um, I, yes, I think you, um, you, 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 you summed that up well there, Craig, uh, as indeed did Brad. Let's just try and uh, bring something else in. And again, if this works, I'll be amazed. But uh, mind you, if I press the right button, I'll be amazed. Um, let's just try this. Let's just try this. Let's just try this. Uh, let's just try that. And let's just try that. And if that worked well, it now means that I can do this. So um, a couple of things. Uh, then we'll just get Brad back in. Well done, Brad. Um, uh, well done, Craig. Really it was eloquently put, eloquently put by you both. Um, and, and like I say, more than anything, I'm so impressed that at your timing, and I will not let you forget that. I will not let you forget <laughs> that. Scott says here, uh, both Brad and Craig um, have made great points on both sides towards two influential managers that have both achieved greatness. Um, and David, um, voting has now stopped, but David just says, um, the edge for me is Ranieri for the intangibles. Leicester is no longer, and also ran the fact that everyone now pays attention to who we sign, pays tribute to our great owner. Credit Ranieri for that. Well, yes, it's all mm. now, just as you know. People don't sort of always like to, to help me out, uh, as you know, when we do these things. And to be honest with you, in taking the votes of everybody in the chat, if I was to do that, the winner would be neither, because it would be a draw, which means that I actually oh, still well, well, have to... That testament, well done, Craig. That's, that, that shows a solid argument on both sides, mate. I'll tell, tell you what, Brad. For me, that makes you the winner because I had everything in my. I've, I've got five thousand to one in my uh, armory. The fact that you've made it into a draw is testament to your arguments, mate. So well done. Cheers, mate. Thank you. And same goes to you. It would have been still, a good argument. You do need two to. Not only do you need two to tango, you need two to argue, and two to discuss, and two to banter. And two, two, well, we could go on and on, and two to play tennis. I mean, you could go on and on, couldn't you? As, <laughs> as, as, as somebody, somebody once a lot better than me. I think it was uh, I can Tina Turner once said, "It takes two. but it does mean that as the third person in this uh, toi that I have to, uh, I have to pick a winner. Now, Craig, you said to me at the start that you thought I'd already made my mind up. Yeah. And who did you think I was going to go for? Um, I thought I thought you would go with um, Ranieri, to be honest. And Craig, did you? I'm sorry, Brad. Did you have any inkling about which way I might go? 
it's honestly it's why I took this challenge on. You know, you mm. know from times we've spoke about it. I was very excited to try and prove and argue the case of Rogers against what Ranieri did. And I have to admit, I think there was a lot of people in chat, and I'm I'm quite I'm quite humbled by the fact that I've managed to to not mm. just get close in the, in the comments votes, but to, to be level. I, uh, it just shows what a great great debate me and Craig had to get to that point. And I honestly think that the edge was already in focus, whether people like to admit it or not, their minds subconsciously would have gone for Ranieri. So I knew I was up against it. So I would agree with what Craig said. I think I was the horse that didn't quite get out of the blocks at the start mm. and everybody was already eyeing up the winner before the contest had started. So, yeah, I think I was I was facing the uphill. So I'm, I'm you, impressed. You were, you were the 5,000 to one outside of Rad, weren't you? The irony. The irony. Yeah, I'll tell what North Macedonia couldn't at least. You know what? I had in I had in my mind what way I was going to go, and you know, you could argue that yes, Ranieri came in, and had it not been for what Pearson had put into place, Ranieri wouldn't have done what he did. And I think we all accept that now, that Pearson had a bigger role in that title triumph than, than he was probably ever or will ever be given credit for. Um, but I also think with Rogers, with Puel, you know, we all, you know, he's, he's, the, he's the manager we love to hate. He's probably not up there with, you know, the Taylors and the... Uh, and the Ollies and what have you, but um, you know, he he did again put the seeds in that started to sort of get the green shoots to, to come through of the you know the youth and the style of play, you know, because we were sort of everything teams had started to work us out, and that that was the problem with the the you know as exciting as it was to watch. And it, he didn't get the best out of out of Vardy, but we didn't probably need to change that style. You know, it'd be interesting to see, for example, next season how Leeds do, because that's probably, I think, in my eyes, the nearest team that's come close to what you know how, how we used to. Oh, I mean, Craig, Craig's gone; he's had enough. And, <laughs> bye, Craig. <laughs> I haven't even picked a winner yet, and he's uh, he's gone on me. He's got, he said he'd storm out. He said he'd storm out. He's done his done his politics and stormed out. That's what he's done. <laughs> he did, mate. You he know, I haven't even out, picked man. a winner. I haven't even picked. You know, John John Burko. You you know, <laughs> order. Get back in. You know, <laughs> and and yeah. then I started to think if I. If I was to pass away tomorrow, what would I have been prouder to see my team do? Now, if you say that to maybe people of Brad's generation and younger, it's the FA Cup. Uh, because they don't remember the four times, Brad, that's four times, Brad, that we've been to the Craig, FA Cup well. before. Craig forgot as well, so I'm just pointing out. I think Craig was actually being sarcastic towards you, Brad. Sure, <laughs> I know, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I never thought I would ever see my club win the FA Cup. But then I never, ever thought I would see my club carry away the Premier League. Um... Had we done the FA Cup first, I think we could be looking at a, maybe a different argument, you know, if, if that had come along and then the Premier League had come along five or six years. 
I have to say, what would I basically go to my grave thinking we won that? And I'm afraid I haven't got a drum roll, but this is the best I can do. I'm going to have to go for the man who came from Italy. I've got to go for Mr. Claudio Ranieri. As excellent, oh, as God. excellent as your points were, you made it actually. And I've got to be totally honest with you. I came into this thinking Ranieri. I'm not going to lie. But Brad, you made what I thought was going to be an easy choice very, very hard. So well done to you. Cheers. And well done, Craig, for winning the overall debate, mate. Well done. Hey, well done for for making it go to a a split decision and uh, and a casting vote. Hey. I, I think to be honest with you, can I just say it was nick and tuck as we went through. It was like one nil, one all, two one, two all, then three one the other way, then three all. It it just went like that throughout the chat, which was you know, every time one went ahead, I'm thinking like, yes, that's made my decision for me. Then somebody would vote the other way, but yeah. You really, really made it hard. So well done, uh, Brad. And Craig, you know, yes, uh, it, it, you, again, for yourself, well done. And I think you both showed tonight, and this is a show that we want, you know, that I want to take forward, certainly, because um, I think it, it, it's a bit different. And I think you two have proved tonight that you are the perfect two for doing this. Thanks, Chris. He's a, he's a, he's a worthy yes. adversary. Yes, and <laughs> I can say <laughs> maybe maybe what I'm what I'm actually going to do is the next show we do it'll be like four minutes each. Then the one after that will be three. <laughs> we're going to have to do a wrap by the end of it. We have to wrap our point. But just to say that we've got a couple of these coming up, uh, and I know Brad's going on holiday soon, so uh, we're hoping he's going to be available. But um, uh, North Macedonia, Brad? North Macedonia. I'm going to see if they want to take take Vanieri for a job so we can rebuild there, mate, and do it yeah. next time. Well, he did do it to Greece, did he? So who knows? But um, <laughs> you put me off now. Uh, I, did, I still want to know, can somebody please tell me what has happened to South, East and West Macedonia? Why, you know, why have we only got North? But anyway... We've got a couple coming up, and hopefully Brad might say might be here or he might be away, but I'm sure we'll get somebody in if he is away. That we're going to say we've looked at the probably the best two managers we've ever had. We're now then the next one. We're going to look at the worst two managers we've ever had, and that is Frank McClintock. For those of us that are a certain age, who managed to totally destroy the Leicester Brazilian side that was playing under uh, under um, Jimmy Bloomfield. And the Peter Taylor, who um, managed to destroy what Martin O'Neill had put in place. And then the one that I really, really, really can't wait for, which is Ref versus VAR. And I think I'm almost certain that is when you were away, Brad. So I think you managed to avoid that. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, just in case it's not, whoever goes with the Ref over VAR will just debate on the same team. Because... <laughs> Okay, we're on the same team for that one, mate. You pick the ref, I'll go with ref, and we won't bring VAR into it. We'll let VAR decide who's the better argument for refs. 
<laughs> that is going to be an interesting oh, one, guys. Uh, Scott's just saying here, just bring Scott in. Um, fantastic um, argument from you both. Uh, I can honestly say that I'd take a minute and be flustered. So well done, both of you, for your efforts. And I think Cheers, we Scott. all. Uh, yeah, we all second that. Yes, Craig, you're, well, what we've got coming up this week, and you are going to be back on uh, – Brad, you're back tomorrow night when we look at the England uh, and Czech Republic post-match show. Yeah, I have to take my politi politicians hat off now, and I can enjoy yes. some football and be back to the – hopefully well, talking about England actually taking up and winning. This is England, so we might not actually enjoy it. And then hey, can, Craig, we, can we argue – can we argue Gareth Southgate against a cushion? <laughs> hey, we could do Gareth Southgate against Sam Allardyce. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be interesting. Um, wow. But Craig, you're well, gonna, you, you, you are doing the next war show, which is on Thursday, and you're doing that with Dean, and it's going to be the Premier League team of the season. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Craig, Brad, I'll see you on Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, both of those are see you next uh, abbreviations. So read into that what you will. <laughs> Thanks very much, guys. And, we'll uh, see you Chris, next. Chris, just a quick one, mate, before you go. If along the bottom of, uh, of the screen you can spell my name correctly next, next time, <laughs> that would be much appreciated. I, I think you were already against me, whoever Kriag is. <laughs> You know, Craig, no avoid, mate. No avoid. Craig didn't win it, so I win. <laughs> well, Craig, can I just say, Craig actually got no votes, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> Silly thing, <dilly> <laughs> Hey, I, I shouldn't have got Scott to come in at the side of you and cover you with champagne, shouldn't I? You should have done, really, yeah. <laughs> that would have been nice. Now you've 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 uh, you you criticised my. I actually got criticised in a chat the other day by by a, a Scots person I was bantering with, which I thought was totally unfair. Yeah. <laughs> Believe yeah. it or not, I did get an English O level, but uh, I don't know don't know how I managed that. But guys, hey, thank you so much, both of you, Getting for doing that. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> Brad, and Kriag, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, See you later in the week. Enjoy England Thanks. tomorrow. Yeah, cheers, Thanks, Brad. Cheers, cheers, Brad. Cheers. cheers, everyone. Well, there we go. That was different. That was enjoyable. I hope you enjoyed it. The figures that the people watching seem to and the comments. Yes, it was. Um, Ranieri. Ranieri, who... Um, came out on top but like i say brad did extremely well and he made it really 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 difficult for me and that's all you can ask that it the decision is made difficult um we're gonna be back tomorrow but we're gonna be back on thursday the Leicester War Show. but who will win join in now and I did say during the off-season that we would actually cut down on the shows, but tomorrow night, 10.15, me and Bradders, uh, we'll be looking back at England versus the Czech Republic. Can we do it? Mm. To be honest with you, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Come on, Wales have got through. But the hell if Wales can get through, surely. And we can't let the Scots go through, can we? Thursday, 
Leicester Wars. We've got Premier League team of the season. Uh, Craig and Dean have both been given £100 million. Not literally. That's not the wages, although I don't know. I've not checked my bank account recently. But um, they uh, have given that money and they have got to pick the Premier League team of the season from, uh, obviously, all the players in the Premier League. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what we come up with there. It doesn't matter if the final team goes over, but they both had to stick within the uh, £100 million. Uh, and then on Friday, yes, um, what happens? An Englishman, a Welshman and a Scotsman walk into a video chat room. What do you get? You get a Euro preview. <laughs> hey, you see what I did there? You think this is just thrown together, don't you? Hey, it's not. It is meticulously planned. Yep. Thursday, uh, sorry, Friday, 7 o'clock, the Euro Review show, review show, and we'll be reviewing all the groups and having a chat with that. And I'll be joined there by Omidi, who's an English fan, uh, Reese, who's a Scots fan, and Mike, who's a Welsh fan. Mike is already very happy. Omidi and Reese, we will find out tomorrow night. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed that. Bit different, but. You know, it's nice to do different things when we don't have matches to talk about. Thanks very much for joining. Hope you enjoyed it. Try and enjoy the game tomorrow. It's going to be hard, but, you know, this is England. Like Leicester, never make it easy. See you tomorrow, 10.15 with Brad. Good night now. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Some people are on the pitch. They think it's all over. It is now. Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 
it's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.